Well, it's Friday and we got lots to talk about. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly topics that we see on a weekly basis here in the entertainment industry, where we take a pick on the behind the scenes, have a, a nice discussion, neutral discussion and opinions about it. Of course, we t- expose some of the ugly truths and assume some of the reasonings as to why it happened. I'm your host, Wolfson, and without further ado, let's get down with the shiznit. So, from last week, well, not last week, this week's episode, I mean, last episode, we talked about the downfall of Fresh and Fit. Can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> um, it, um, it is a downfall. Um, I had people commenting, finally, it happened. And then I got just quite a few that were like, yeah, they should have not done that. Like that, that could hurt your chances. That could hurt other content creators' chances. Like now, you two shouldn't be demonetizing that for saying wild things. I'm like, Yo! I mean, you do realize what they say, right? He counteracted with that. Yeah, but that's that's the that's the whole point of YouTube. YouTube is all about you know saying the wildest things, free speech, right? Free speech with the intent of of getting capturing activity. Like he, what was it that he said about? It was free speech, and he said something around the lines of, you know, that's what made YouTube where it is. Uh, YouTube uh, made what it is because of controversy, uh, funny pranks, and other stuff. And I I understand his point his point of view because like yeah youtube was definitely was built for that and that's how you get you know the the views out of it because of wild fans of people saying the wildest darnest things you know but i keep reiterating him is like listen youtube didn't demonetize fresh and free because of all the things that have been saying over the years they demonetized fresh and free because of the accumulation of all the things that they, did over the years and inviting the platform banned people to their podcast, like the Nick Fuentes, the Sneakles, and the Zerkas, Andrew Tate as well, which YouTube has a policy that if you invite somebody over to the platform that is being banned from YouTube, then you get a strike or, or a warning or something because you're not supposed to, they're not supposed to promote. So they'd be inviting controversial people over regardless. They don't give a fuck. And YouTube was very okay for it for the longest time because they've been on and off on the show for a while. I mean, it's years, right? And they also, I mean, not only, it's not only that just that, but also it's associating with the people that are known to be white supremacist and racist bigoted people like Nick Fuentes. He's well to me known that. And then obviously Myron going on a deep end on with the white, white hat and everything. You know, going doing the salute and then just saying the hard R and then not just doing it on YouTube, but doing it on other platforms as well. Oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's like, well, it ain't funny. This, you ain't no Dave Chappelle. I'll tell you that right now. So it's a community at all. And like, dude, you have to realize like they did 
an accumulation of all these things. And you have to understand the times that we are right now. The times that we are now, not many people are, are like accepting of having racist people on, on the on the platform. And yes, I you can argue with you know with when all the stuff that Ben Shapiro and Tom and Tim Pool and others said in the in the platform. But again, like it's like I say. These guys are not going out on the platform and saying the wildest things. Some of the topics are saying controversial. I give them that, but they're not going at it every week in every video that they upload saying the wildest things. No, and they and they and they word it perfectly. You know, they word it perfectly for them to like minimize the damage and not and get escaped from it. You know. But it's it, like I said, virtually is getting got demonetized because of a lot of things. It's been an accumulation of a lot of things, and YouTube's just say, "No, I'm done with it." But then he argues back, but oh, but see, why do we have to be worded right? And it's like again, I understand the whole freedom of speech is freedom of speech, you know. But once more, freedom of speech is not freedom of speech. You have to accept the consequences and the repercussions and hold yourself accountability. Of everything that comes out of your mouth, whether it's good or bad, so you have to understand that. And then we go back forward, and then at the end, just to finish it off, I said like you, but you remember, remember this: YouTube is its own private, you know, platform. If they decide to kick you out without giving you any reason, that's per their own prerogative. You know, that's it's their platform. They can do whatever the fuck they want. That's why when you assign the agreement terms of you know, doing on the platforms and you say, I agree without reading it. They have the right to kick you out without even letting you know why they do. And I saw in summer down a little bit more with that to say like, dude, like, I got like something I've been telling everybody. Um, if any, if we, if tomorrow is YouTube's last day of, of the platform, it's going to end a lot of people's careers, but not, but not everyone. Not really, because let's just say that half of the YouTube sphere content creators make a living out of YouTube, but the other half they make their living some other things, like for example, streaming. Oh, I can't stream on YouTube. Okay, I'll stream Twitch. Everybody's gonna switch to Twitch or Kick or Rumble, whichever. Or um, they're just small-time content creators that, like myself, that we just upload once a week or twice or three times a week, and it doesn't bother us because we already have. We, this is just chump change for us. This is like you know walking around money. We have our own main jobs that we do in every day, you know, so stuff like that. So it's not gonna hurt that much. Also, on the big-time creators who are big and they're like, "Oh shit, YouTube is done." That's okay because I already have investments. I already got you know, stuff invested on that. I just get passive income and I just get the money out of it. That's the reality. You know, we have people of all of all content creations of all levels. And the smart ones will know that, you know, if YouTube decides to die tomorrow, then they know that they got they got their other businesses, you know, and maybe it's because of the help of YouTube that's it got to them. But like I said, like tomorrow is the last day of YouTube, man. Everybody is screwed. So what are we going to do? Are we going to upload on Facebook Watch or TikTok or even Instagram or Twitter? I mean, you can do that. Or you just tell everybody to go to your website, subscribe in the newsletter. So that way, you know, when are you getting your your episodes? And yeah, watch all your watch all your content or do the paper uh, or do the 
the pay-per-view shit, which is Patreon. Like, here's my exclusive video of this and that on censor, on edit and stuff like that. There are other options. Like, if any other platforms die, you can still have a website and that you can create and and tell everybody, go watch all my episodes right here for the website. And then you get 100% of the revenues to yourself. But obviously, people prefer other platforms because it's much easier to do on getting the revenues than getting it on your own website. Absolutely. But again, there's backups to it. They're like, and so like in the case of the Fresh and Fred that they get demonetized, I, I know I mentioned this in the last episode. I said like, yo, they, they should get their own website. And ha if, they, if they have the lo loyal followers that they have, which surprisingly they, they do, um, tell them to go to the website. Tell them to go to their own website where they can watch exclusively their own live stream. And if you want to watch it, I don't know, do $5, you know, to watch it. And if they want to super chat, then they can super chat, donate and whatnot. Like, but no, they go to their platforms like Rumble and whatnot to, to get it because it's easier. I get it. But it's not like you say, you say yourself, you got a team, you got a staff, right? Have one of your staff members create a website in which they allows you to stream everything through the website only. It's not that hard. It's possible. I've seen a lot of people doing it. So what's the excuse? But alas, yes, I think we I think we finished that conversation with him telling him, that, you know, if they can kick out that, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Just create a website or go to another platform and continue your thing, continue your bullshit things. That's all. That's all you can do. Like, and they got simmered down after that. You know, it was like, okay. So it's like, yeah, bro. Like, it is what it is. You know. And like I said, they didn't get demonetized because of no reason. Even though YouTube doesn't have to give you an explanation, they just do it because if they want to, they feel like it. That's fine. They get if they don't if they like ban my channel just because they want to it and there's no reason. Obviously, I'll be pissed off and I'll try to figure out what went down. But I understand why would they. It's their it's their platform at the end of the day. There's nothing I can do about it. But alas, we'll see. Um, I guess I'll just talk just a little bit about the fresh and fit. I guess I'll talk just a little bit, and then we can move on to certain topics that I really want to talk about. So, I guess if you guys haven't noticed it, but my follow my subscribing shit. My or my subscription or my followers in YouTube has significantly, significantly in the past week and a half has increased from the hundred and or close to 200 followers that I have into a thousand, fifteen hundred. Thank you guys. Thank you. Um, all I can say is thank you guys for all those people that follow me. Thank you guys. Thank you for su subscribing to my channel. I really appreciate it. I really am grateful. I, it, you know, I didn't even thought that I was going to make it to a thousand subscribers and whatnot. So I am really am grateful for that. I have a lot of people that are following. Why am I not so happy about it? And I'm very cynical about it. It's because I don't know if it's real. Maybe I'm having my... Imposter syndrome, maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe I'm just being way too cynical, and maybe I'm just like wait, like haven't hit reality. Maybe, honestly, I don't know. All I know is that I feel like this is too good to be true because my viewership hasn't changed much. So if I have that many followers, why 
isn't my viewership changing. It should be already over the hundreds of viewers. Maybe that's how YouTube works. I don't know. Wilson, where are you getting this? All right. So let me tell you guys something. All cards in the table. YouTube released a program that's called Promotion, and it's in its beta phase. Uh, you guys wonder, what is that? So basically, like every other content creator, they, they spend money to put ads of their show or whatnot to either on the ads, you know, the unskippable ads that you see or the skippable ads that you see or to put your podcast like in their news feeds and whatnot. So, you know, essentially ads, you know, you're paying for ads. So you t because Google has it and YouTube is under Google. But there hasn't been one for YouTube specifically or or there has been. It's just that I haven't been put on it or nobody's told me. I don't know. And I checked that it. it's like it's on its beta phase and it's under my tabs. So I was like, oh, shit, what's this? Let me take a look what I got to do. Oh, OK. Let me create a trailer for my show. And, that, and that's what I did. I created a, tra a trailer, like two minute trailer. I feel like I should have put it like under 30 seconds. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should, you know, I, I'll try next time. Um, in this trailer, I explain, you know, what's my name. And I'm pretty sure if you guys seen it, um, you know, the description and the title itself, you know, the Lone Wolf podcast and the Wolfpack podcast. And I describe each one like the Lone Wolf is for interviews, one-on-ones. And the Wolfpack is like everything above, you know, talking about all the topics that we cover on a weekly basis and if we get people around here we get people around here and so it's like making a party and whatnot so i was like all right let me just put it and then they tell me like what's your budget it's like i don't want to spend this much so i'm just gonna test it out and say i'm putting a hundred dollars that's right i'm putting hundred dollars to to put this out hundred dollars from here to here so i'll be spending like four dollars and fifty cents every day until it reaches a hundred until it reaches you know and it'll tell you like an estimate of how many views this video will will reach out to. Will reach out. That's what it says. Reach out. And then we'll see what happens. So when I put that out, um, I've been getting, you know, in the thousands of views. You know, I got like 5,000. We can check right now. And then, you know, I was like, oh, that's fucking dope. But then when I see that, I can I keep getting my subscription. And it's like it's it increasing. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What? That's crazy. I got people following me after watching this. And it's like, holy crap. It was like a string trajectory like this, like going sky high every day. It's like a, a new hundred subscribers. News, more views on, my, on, the, on, the, on the trailer. And when I just keep going, 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 I was like, holy fuck. And then I look at And then when I upload one of the episodes, because I'm, I, I got excited, the viewership did not change. It only remained the same as like the the two digit numbers. So I'm like, how is it possible that, you know, I put this beta, you know, this promotion out on YouTube and it's reaching out to people and I'm getting the surprises, yet it's not getting that much reflection on my episode. I can understand if I get like from the two digits to three digits that I can understand. I will understand if I see like, oh, 100 viewers on every episode sweet that's yeah that's a change i can understand if it reaches to 300 viewers fuck 500 i'll be like okay cool but it didn't change much and now i'm very skeptical about it and it's made me real made me think that youtube has its own body system 
Yeah. And I think that that's exactly what they what they have. Let me show you guys. So you guys see this. This is, this is where my channel contents, right? So you see right here on the viewers, I got 5,642 views, right? With 19 likes and six dislikes. Holy shit. I didn't like, I didn't realize that. Damn, that's fucked up. But then again, I got quite a few, quite a few likes and dislike ratios right here. But you can see like the viewership of it versus this. See? I'm trying to be real as much as possible with you guys. So ever since I released that trailer, this has been the numbers. And this is how much I game. Almost 12, like literally in the past 28 days, I gained 1,194 followers. Crazy. With a lot of views, I'm one of them. Look at that. So if I'm gaining this much, I should at least be at the 500 maximum, minimum 100 views. Per episode, at least. So I'm trying to figure out why. But you can see right here, promotions beta, right here in the channel content. So you see my my trailer. I put on a pause because it's like, hold on. So this is how much I spent so far. This is the the views that it got. This is the promotion that has reached. So it has been reaching on different on a lot of countries. Two hundred and fifty three thousand people have been watching my my trailer. Oh, wait, no, it's the other way. 253,000 people has reached my trailer to their newsfeed. Out of all them, 5,000 only saw. Only 5,000 people saw my trailer. And of those 5,000 people, 675 were subscribed to it. Not bad, right? Uh, hey, it's dope. I'm, I'm with it. But again, it's not being reflected to my viewership. And that can hurt me potentially. So let me just go right here. See, this is how much I spend. This is why I wrote promotion headline, description. And this is the title of it. What it, where it appears. This video will be placed among other videos on the YouTube app, home feed, YouTube search results, and YouTube watch next. So this video is going to be there. And then you see all the countries that I know that this, um, that this episode, this podcast channel will be interesting. This is how much I put on, on the budget. I'm being very transparent with you guys. So, yeah. So, like, I gained the followers, but my viewership hasn't changed much out of it. Unless I'm just tripping. Unless I'm really tripping. But this just basically tells me that maybe that's why it's on its beta phase. Maybe. Maybe. But that just tells me that I just paid an ad to put my, to put my video out so people can see it. And I think, like, due to what they did is they gave me bots. I don't know what's the biggest. I don't know what's the, what's the other alternative. All I'm getting is body. I'm being bodied by fucking YouTube, because I see def. I def. I just saw right now the like and dislike ratio. It's like okay, cool, but the like and dislike ratio is still not that big, and no comments out of it. I've been having a. I've been having at least average a one comment per episode, and if anything, I would have like at least least ten com uh, ten people commenting on my episode, letting me know. So what is this promotion beta that YouTube is giving us as content creators? Like, what is it? If you guys want me to deep deeper on this, let me know in the comments down below. But I feel like I just pay YouTube for them to bot my, my, my channel. That's how I feel. And if somebody tells me, yeah, Wilson, about time that you realize that's what it is, then all right, then let me know. 
Because it's like it's because like, if it, if it is, then you I'll be like you too, yo, like give me my fucking money back. Like if I know I was gonna be bought it, I might as well go to fucking fiber and get it for less. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, jeez. Like, I don't know what's going on, honestly. You serious? I will deep I will, you know, go in the rabbit hole with this. I'm gonna go with the rabbit hole. I'll talk about it in the next episode, you know. But yeah, I like again, I'm if I'm being a little bit too cynical, it's like it's within reason because I just don't see it. And maybe the topics aren't, I'm talking is not that interesting. But then again, I do have the commentators to talk about it. I don't know, honestly. I just have to re- see it again, you know, see what's up. But anyways, let's just move on. Um, oof, this is, this is pretty good. Um, before we move on to the next one, I definitely want to talk about something that Destiny is me mentioning, you know, about the whole Sneeko and Zerka and, and Fauzi and all this shit. Like, I definitely want to talk about because, yeah, let me ask, let me tell you guys something. Fauzi is on a deep band, a manic episode and whatnot. We'll discuss. Um, this is something I I took, I look over on the one of um Destiny's, you know, fan page, uh, DGG Vault. So I liked how they, like, you know, cut all the, the important parts instead of watching the whole stream. So it's like, here, straight to the point. This is what I like that. But we're just gonna watch this. So you're getting punked by Fousey so much. Oh my God. That's just crazy. Look how Fousey's at. Wow, look at Sneeko. I'm so, I don't understand why Sneeko, well, I do understand. When I say I don't understand, what I'm saying is that, like, it's so hilariously hypocritical. Like, Sneeko probably shouldn't be with Fousey because Fousey represents everything that Sneeko should theoretically be against, right? He's degenerate, crazy, sexual, whatever. But then Sneeko also has a 19 with him, but he's with him because he's trying to get clout off him, right? But then he's also like, what does, um, notice he can't have fun. Why is he not allowed to like, you ever notice how Sneeko tries so hard not to smile all the time? He's like, I think somebody told him one point like strong men never smile. And so Sneeko's like entire existence is like this picture now. Seriously. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't enjoy anything ever like now that i've left the red pill arc and we're done with that now i'm going to be way more candid about all of this because i'm not trying to appeal to those viewers anymore so if you're a red pill fan and you stuck around like this he's got reasonable takes now you're going to hear the real takes okay Okay. you guys hate sex you don't have sex you do you suck at sex and i think a lot of these people are buying and getting on these apps and getting them and you guys are just weird about it out of here. Red pill people and sex is a cringy thing in the world. All of gross and disgusting. And the saddest thing in the world, too, is how every single movement that revolves around women ultimately relies on the validation that you get from those women. It is the saddest thing in the world. You guys would rather walk into a club with four hot chicks than two Bugattis outside, both in your name, because you think the validation you get from women is so important. Just by, like, it's so, it is, and the, the saddest thing, too, is I think it's only, like, me and, like, maybe five or ten percent. I don't know how many people are actually confident or actually masculine or actually have an idea of, like, where they stand in the world so they can perceive these things. It's crazy to me that you see people like Zerka or these guys with all these girls on screen. You're like, wow, those guys are so cool. And if you're a guy that actually, or, like, has Yo. something in life or has some kind of meaning or purpose or isn't a destitute loser, you look at it and it's so obvious. It's the equivalent of, like, buying, like, a $2 million Rolex when you have a net worth of negative $1 million. It's like, how much validation do you need? Are you okay? Do you need to scream to the whole world that you've got like a chick with you? Like, is that how rare it is? Is that how uncommon it is? Is that how important it is for you to know that everybody else knows you're getting laid? Like, who cares? It is so emotional. Oh my God, it is so cringe. I'm so over it. I'm so over all of it. I'm out of, I'm out of those spaces. Thank God. 
Holy thing. Thank Good God. For you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pause it right there. Um I mean, that city could have said it any better. Nani? That's how I feel as well about the Red Spill space and all the people that follow the Red Spill, the Red Pill space, and all the Red Pillars, the Godfathers, the Grand Godfathers, and whatnot. That's what I've been always feeling about it forever, you know? I mean, Destiny is on a level that he can actually say these wild things all in one sentence. I'm not there yet. But I feel the same way, and I've been saying these as well. I guess I've been saying it in a more nicer word, but it's true. And I'm sorry to tell you that, you guys, you know, anybody who follows Fresh and Fit and Rollo Tomasi, MLD, Circa, and uh, I mean the Pretend Circa, the Pretend Sneakle, the Pretend Nick Fuentes, um, and the Tates, and what's the other guy? Michael Stazen, Donovan Sharp, all the, if you follow all these guys, it's because you guys are literally alone. Emotional, damn it. I, again, I've talked about this in one of my previous episodes about the Red Pills, how about how they're a bunch of phonies, but these guys are just talking out of their asses and say the things that you are too afraid to say they can say it because they're already on a level that, you know, it's they're like on a Teflon Don situation, but not really. And they're like, oh, yeah, fuck women. And at the same time, wait a minute, you say fuck women. But then again, you're alone and you want women. You want what? Emotional. Damn it. Huh? If you really say like fuck women, but at the same time, you want to be get, getting laid by a woman. Isn't that a little contradicted? Congratulations. You played yourself. I mean, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Oh, I mean, <sighs> logic, right? That's 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 the that's the logic. That's the logic, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. That's just what it is, guys. I mean, Destiny could have I I I don't know. I don't have anything to add on the top of what he really truly say. And how Wilson, how would you know? It's like, well, I mean, Destiny has been on so many of these red pill space podcasts, you know? And he's been shitting on them on and see and pointed out their flawlessness. And it's crazy because before I felt like these red pill people have a certain level of power that nobody can trump them. You know, nobody could take them down. And everybody was feeding into it. It's like, holy shit, look how big they are. And they, if it's true what they say, it's true what they say. Look how big they are. Until here come along destiny and point out they're like their inconsistencies. Their false narratives, their false information, and and show them that you they don't talk the talk and they don't walk the what they don't have the experience and they're just a bunch of losers that somehow got money and they appeal to everybody who feels the same way and now ever since Destiny be, became a cancer to Red Pill, Red Pill is now dying, fall off, it's falling out of grace and I'm fake fresh and fake kind of saw that happening so that's why they kind of switched their narratives a little bit and started adding. Um, um, controversial people like Zerka, Sneeko, and and Nick Fuentes, people that are all banned from the platform from of various reasons, and of course being the very um high cringe and you know, racists that they come out of it. So I think Fresher Fitz saw that from far away that Red Pill is falling off, especially when Andrew Tate and I mean the Tate brothers itself they say like we don't accept the Red Pill, we're not Red Pill, and that's everybody's like oh oh. So they had so Fresh and Fair had to figure think a way of how how can we keep this rolling before it dies out because we want to jump on we want to jump out of the train and go to a new train. 
That's what it is. And that's what it looked like. And then that's exactly what went down. This is the stuff that happens on a weekly basis in the entertainment industry. I'm just talking about in the YouTube, you know, grand scheme of things, you know, on the YouTube scale. Imagine what ha- what goes down on the TV scale, film scale, music scale, art scale. It's all re- it's all synonymous with each other. It's all connected. That's how it, it goes down. But what the heck do I know, right? What do I know, right? I'm just talking out of my ass, right? That's exactly what I'm doing, guys. What do I know? Except for, you know, the 20 years of, you know, music experience that I got, you know, audio experience, actually. Audio experience overall. What the heck do I know? Um, Finishing off with the Fousey, Uh, I mean, I just recently, I'm not going to play the... I'm not going to play the video because I saw it. It was so cringe. It was just like, ugh. I don't know. I feel like ever since Fousey did that video with the with the woman while he was streaming that, that you know, the, the woman was in the... Uh, let's just call it. Ever since he did that Mile High Club video with this woman that she was a uh, uh, sex slave. A tra- a sex, no, it was a sex trafficker that she was trafficked. Which is like kind of wild to me. And I was like a subject like I do not want to touch. But he still went on and still went on to, to you know, proceed and try to, you know, get down with it. And according to him, he did got down with her. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I feel like ever since that happened, that incident happened, I feel like this guy just went on a deep end and just said, all right, let me just do the most craziest and wildest things. And I'll get the exposure and get the money. And then he get banned from Twitch for a while. And then he decided to go to Kirk and now streaming on Kick. And then he's just be, be doing some wild, cringy shit. It's just like, it's, you could tell that this guy, it's either doing it on purpose, which is kind of smart because that's how he gets views. But at the same time, it's kind of dumb because you're spending way too much money than what you're, what you're receiving. You're overspending of what you're getting. And you should be like a little bit more slowing down the pace, but he, he's just doing it as a fuck. And then he's, and, and then the second thing is, no, he's really on a manic episode and he's really freaking out and he's like on a deep end and it's just going nuts. He's just going crazy overall. It needs to be stopped overall. That the guy is picking fights. He's just for no reason. He's, you know, talking mad shit to people. Um, he's just doing crazy stuff. And then the last thing that we saw was him streaming of him supposedly getting on a being on being a hostage situation and get so swatted. And I'm like, how are you in a hostage situation when you got your bodyguard and you're okay? You're good. Somebody called and apparently said, I'm gonna come up to you, which I feel like, yeah, that's messed up. But if you don't have anything other than just have a crank call. There's nothing that police can do. And the police saw how crazy he's been acting, how disoriented he's been, and how like erratic he's been. That the police just were saying, you know what, we're taking you under custody, you know, because you're not, yeah, this is not right. And then he goes off with the free foosie hashtag. I'm like, dude, what are the fuck are you doing? Now you get now you got yourself a record and you're getting arrested. Like, what are you doing? That's the latest thing I've heard from Fousey. I mean. Getting arrested by the Miami uh, cops, you know, but I don't know, guys. I really don't know. I really don't know how what to say about this, you know. Um, what else? What else is there to talk about? 
Oh, there's definitely have quite a few things that I want to talk about. Um, I want to play this clip so you guys can understand where I'm coming from when it comes to contracts and likeness in the entertainment industry. And you guys believe I'm bullshitting, but we can hear from the horse's mouths. Watch this video. Hold on. Josh Peck was getting $1,500 or $3,000 an episode. But also, yeah. he said he wasn't getting royalties yeah. anymore. Yeah. Jason is still getting royalties from Drake and Josh. Yeah. But Josh wasn't because he was a kid when he was doing it. No, because he was a lead. Oh, what? whoa. Yeah. Nickelodeon, they didn't pay their leads uh, residuals. But that like guest stars and recurring got residuals. Just some shrewd business from Nickelodeon. Yeah, you just don't really know what you're signing as a kid. You know, oh, no, what no, you're we knew. It. It's not like I didn't have lawyers and parents. Like, no, we knew exactly what we were signing. In yeah. between seasons, we were like, okay, the show's doing well. Let's renegotiate these residuals. They're like, we'll recast Ned right now. There are thousands of kids across the country who would want to do this. Yeah. They're savages. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, maybe for you guys, but it's not crazy for me to think about it. This is something I've been talking about this for the longest time. I mean, I, I, I emphasize it a lot more in the music aspect because I... I see these kids getting, you know, signed, you know, de label deals and they get no money out of it. And they assume that the money that they get up front, like the loan, oh, this is the money I, I'm getting paid. It's like, no, bro, this is just a loan that they're giving you so you can do this. They expect you to pay it back with interest. Royalties? Oh, you only get a, a, a small percentage. You're not getting that much. We're getting the whole thing. I've been saying this for many episodes, and I've been saying it on um on a lot of episodes with uh with my interviewing guests. But you, I mean, you hear from people that were in that worked in Nickelodeon, they and they and there was a child actor from the very beginning, and they tell you, see how the how how smart and I say time evil these studios at sets are. So normally the fresh show for TV show, if you go past four seasons and you're going for a fifth season, that means that your show is going way great and it's going to continue to go great and it could go up to eight or nine seasons. And if it's that good, it could potentially go to 12 seasons or more. That's how it works. So notice that when you see TV shows that only has four seasons, it's because that's, that's how it's, it was supposed to end the two track. But people have demanded it and they want more. And all right, then we'll give them more. But the other shows is like, ah, it's it's okay, average. So and and when he say that when he said about, you know, when it gets to the fourth season, oh, let's just recast. Let's just recast or re or create a new show. Same theme, same idea, only with new characters. Call me crazy, but have you noticed how how many Disney shows and Nickelodeon shows? Only last four seasons. Let me take you a step further. The Zack and Cody show, um, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, four seasons. And then they switch it to The Sweet Life, uh, uh, the sweet life Cruise, uh, uh, the, uh, the Sweet Cruise of Zack and Cody. I think like two, two or three more seasons, something like that. I don't know. So if you, same characters, different thing. So if you look at it, it's like seven or eight seasons in total, but it's two different shows which means two different contracts, which means neither one of them gets residual checks for any of those shows. Because like he said, when you get down to season four, you know, let's renegotiate the contracts and, and royalties and residuals. And we're like, oh no, we're done with the show. Now we're moving into the cruise life. So it's a new contract, new show. 
And that's how they can get away with it. You think I'm bullshitting, but, you know, again, you hear it from the horse's mouth, from somebody who's been there. I've been telling you guys this for quite some time. Nobody believed me because, you know, Wolfson is fucking crazy, but he's has his tinfoil head and whatnot. It's like, all right, that's fine. Hear from people who were there. And how many times have interviewed established artists that will tell you what really goes down? I mean, look at look at ten, the Ten Graphs um, interview episode. Look at that episode alone. He's been in the industry for long, and he knows all the ugly truths more than I do. I know the majority. I know some. He knows all of them. He knows all of every area. I mean, he know he even knows all the the contracts of certain managers that they're stealing from their own artists, that they're getting their own royalties. Managers getting royalties. If you weren't part of the of the of the artist's music. You shouldn't even get a royalty out of it. Plain and simple. And even more dirty shit. You, you just take a look at that. Just take a look at that episode alone. And you can also check on every other episode from Jesus, like I don't know, from Mantic's version of it to Infinite's to to whoever you wanna you want whichever episode you want to see from the Lone Wolf Pockets. It's in my channel. You're gonna see how crazy it is in the industry. But don't take it from me. I mean, what the what the fuck do I know, right? Right? Moving on, uh, before we get to the movies and movie and TV reviews, I definitely want to talk about these things that I'm that I saw. Hold on, let me just put it right here. All right, so we that de- oh, this there definitely we're gonna talk about this. Um, uh, Zack Snyder wants to direct Gears of War film. Netflix is currently has the rights and a script in the works. Now, if we get a Gears of War with Zack Snyder directing. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. Not because he did like uh like the justice thing and he did and give them justice, no pun intended, out of it. But guys, you can't just believe that Snyder's best best movie was Justice League. No, has anybody seen his other greatest hits? Three hundred? Anybody? All right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Whew. For one moment, I freaked out because I thought, I'd wait, I had. I, did, did he wrote 300? Because I don't think he wrote the second sequel. But I know. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, 300, anybody. Jesus. Huh. <laughs> but he did other great movies. You know, you can't bear with that. Um, the other thing I also want to talk about. Let's see. Um, uh, you guys remember the pink sauce girl lady, the creator that created the pink sauce? And it was such a controversial thing because A, she didn't, she didn't went and FDA her products. She just shipped it like that. And it arrived like shit to the, to other people's places. Well, and then she went on talk show hosts talking shit to all all her critics and whatnot, like this and that. Well, it turns out that she went broke after all the bullshit she went try, try to do. She went broke. Now she started to go find me. Who would have known? Who would have known? Wow. So happy that the Ninja Turtles, the original series, is coming to Paramount Plus on September 19th. The first two seasons. I'm so happy to relieve, re, re, relive those moments, you know. Um, Gasly, he has some advice. Um, we're not going to take some music advice today. Next episode, we will. Um, this is actually funny. A trauma surgeon review of the injury sustained by Marv and Harry in the Home Alone movies. It concluded that 23 of them would have resulted in death. 100%. Still hilarious. Class, cult classic. Um, oh yeah, I shall speak thoughts about his accidental flashing incident, you know, 
And let me see. What else? What else? Oh, <laughs> Blue Beetle. Jesus. Free. That's, mm, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Uh, but then IGN says seven. I guess I have to watch it to make sure like which one's more accurate. All right. I will. Um, I mean, the I show speed. Uh, uh, I don't like his content and I don't like his energy. I feel like he throws the wrong energy and attracts the wrong crowd. But did he do that on purpose on YouTube? I, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't and he was just freaked out and just that's how he reacts on freak out moments like that. But it's still kind of odd that he just like after he gets freaked out all of a sudden you just like go up and start like air humping the screen. Like, I don't know. That's still kind of sus to me. Uh, YouTube didn't do anything about it. They're not going to take any action because he immediately deleted the, the stream afterwards, which that was the smartest thing he could have done. But mm, I don't know. I, I guess I don't like his content. I don't like his energy. But then again, do I believe he did it on purpose? I don't think. It, I think it was an impulse reaction out of it. But then again, how do you, why would you even do that? Um... I don't know if I talked about this, about the Michael Orr situation. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this. Maybe I did uh, briefly. Um, what do I think about the Michael Orr situation? I think that um, I think that there, there's something that's there's something that's wrong. Two things can be right. I can see the family's perspective and I can see Michael's perspective. Although he has been saying over the years that that movie has has ruined his career in a sense. Like people see him as this dumb, slow person, which he isn't. You you know, he was one of the greatest offensive players of all times, you know, and Jesus. But I don't know if I believe that the well, again, we're not there. We're all assuming allegation. It was kind of wild for him to sue the family that took care under his wing. It's kind of messed up. But at the same time, it is messed up if the family are still collecting checks from that movie. That's kind of messed up. Um, again, so many messed up things in the industry. People don't realize it, but this is something that happens on a daily basis, including this. The, the actress that we liked and love from the nun, the, the monster uh, Belek, she spoke out and she says that she is suing Warner Brothers. Why? Because everybody's be memeing her about the nun? Like, no. She likes, she loves that part. Like, I mean, she is that part, the nun. No, she's suing Warner Bros. because she allegedly, because allegedly they are hiding the true amount it made from her character. They have a counter where she receives a percentage of merch and revenues. And what was the other thing? Yeah, they, they're just hiding the contract. They're saying, that the amount of money made from the merchandise featuring her character, her country includes the stipulation that she would re she would receive a share of Warner's Bros. gross receipts from the merchandise featuring her character. However, between 2019 and 2022, Warner Bros. sent her a written statement showing her share of revenue, which she alleges was inconsistent with the extensive merchandise activities for her character. When asked to elaborate on the figures, the student sent a spreadsheet that contained the items corresponding to only a fraction of the known licensees, the suit alleges. I mean, how many times have we talked about this, guys, about contracts? Like, you got to read between the lines. You got to read, you got to read the contracts, man. You, you, you have to, you have to, man, because this is the type of shit that happens, you know? 
This is the type of shit that happens on a daily basis, guys. And, you know, good for her for actually, you know, trying to get money out of it. But I don't know how much. And this could, could potentially kill her character and her roles with anything involved with Warner Brothers. We'll see. And at the same time, I can see how shady the, the studio can be. Lately, Warner Bros., I've been like, I've been a Warner Bros. fan for a long, long time. And lately, I'm getting so pissed off with them. They're on a, on a trajectory to like getting me mad and madder because of all the stupid shit that they're doing, including trying to copy, copy French in my, my show a couple of times because I show some of the parts of our trailer and giving them good reviews out of it. But it, and there's no there's no mute there's no audio this is me talking over it reacting but they still feel like no it's being contra it's being you know not under fair use it's like get the fuck out of here um oh yeah so all right we we don't have much time so we're gonna talk about the open hyper review and Ahsoka review and then we're gonna switch to the talking about the PlayStation Portal that apparently just come out. So my thoughts of Oppenheimer, I saw it on IMAT's fears with my cousin Chris. Shout out to him. Um, yeah, Oppenheimer, I'd say, is phenomenal. It's a great movie. Another great success of uh, Christopher Nolan. I'll give it a 9 out of 10 because it's right there near them great. The reason why I give 9 out of 10 is because, um, A, it was way too long. It was Definitely three hours long for a movie like this. Like, I feel like it could be a little bit more constricted out of it. So it was near perfect, but it was just, damn, it was three hours. And I, I was like the whole time moving myself because it, it got to a point. I was like, fuck, I need to get up, but I can't because I'm watching the damn movie. And B, there was just like, I don't know, like the, the last act kind of confused me in a way. Like the last act of the movie, I'm not going to spoil too much of it. But the last act of the movie kind of confused me until they started making the plot twists. And that's where like, okay, I catched up. And the last plot twist was just like, bro, Oppenheimer is the G. He's the G. And he slam dunked that shit. Um, because the premise of the movie itself was giving me flashbacks of what, what went down. And then and, and people were asking him about, I mean, I'm not spoiling the movie much. This is public knowledge. This is what really went down during the Manhattan Project era. The whole premise of the show, all night getting flashbacks and what we what went down and what um, Oppenheimer was doing and this shit and whatnot. But there was just quite a few inconsistency and and, it, and you lose some of it that is like, fuck, well, when did this happen? Who was this again? Blah, blah, blah. It was just like, you need to catch it all. I feel like the movie itself was great, but you need to watch it again for me to understand. Just like, I feel like that's like every other Nolan movie. Like Tenant, I had to see it again so I can so I can catch so I can like okay, this is why it went down like this. This is why it happened. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" But then the second time I watched it, it's like, "Oh, now I get okay, okay, okay." Same thing with the Dark Knight movies as well. I had to rewatch it again for me to like, oh, okay. Even though we know about Batman, we know the story about Batman and his enemies, and we're not. But there are certain things that you have to like, wait a minute. Wait, what? All right. Let me watch the movie again. Oh, now it makes more sense. Now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you sometimes you get lost. Right? I think like that's something from the all, all of Nolan's movies is like that. And also Nolan's movies has the incredible plot twist that went down this. And then it ends with a sweep with a nice plot twist. It's like, bam. 
So yeah, I give it a 9 out of 10. It was definitely a phenomenal movie. I highly recommend it to watch it. I watched it on an IMAX feeder, an actual IMAX feeder, which is like very square. In the position I was, I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? And the surround system around it was just like next level IMAX shit. So I was like, all right, cool. And then the last thing I noticed about is the aspect ratio of the movie. Like he definitely throw like three different aspect ratios throughout the entire movie. One C alone switches very quickly to three, to three aspect ratios. Now, people who don't know what aspect ratio is, it's basically the ratio size of how you're watching a show or movie on your TV. You, you know, we got the standard, which is full screen, which is covers the entire TV of yours. And you can watch the entire thing full screen like that. And then you got it on widescreen. And then you got it a semi-widescreen. Semi like, there's different... That's what an aspect ratio is. That's why when you see it on, on TV and you got a remote, it says aspect ratio. What is this? It tells you, like, a little number, like 16.9. And, and then you see the TV itself just switch, switches angles or, or it gets zoomed in or it gets full screen or it gets wide, and, you know. That's why, you know, and one scene Malone itself does that. And I heard people like say, I heard even for my cousin, because he's a he's a videographer. So he will know. No, he says like, yeah, that's stuff. This is the type of stuff that the schools and other and people tell you don't do. Yet Nolan does it. And he's just like, fuck, it, I'm Nolan. I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, I like that. I like that type of attitude of the uh, know the rules so you know how to break them. Because he broke the rules, and that's not normal on any movie. But he did it, and he executed perfectly. It was it was phenomenal, you know? Like I said, 9 out of 10. It's a great, great movie. Replay value. I say you does have a replay value, because you need to watch it again so you can actually, like, oh, my God. Okay, now I get what really went down. But I don't understand how many people are, like, shitting on Oppenheimer. Like, even Destiny, they were, like, the, his tastes out of it. His states were not of a technical stance. They were more of a very stupid, like very, not stupid, more of a casual stance, you know? And I I tend to be a, a consumer, but I'm also uh, an engineer. So I have to look at both ways. And I know how to separate them. Destiny and other people's were just shitting on and I'm just on a more casual consumer base. And they're like, I don't get it. And this is like, this is something that people that don't have don't have the experience of watching movies like this. Don't appreciate the art artistry behind it, you know. So I don't blame him on his in ignorance out of it. But it kind of felt kind of bad in my mouth to hear what he was saying about it. It's like, bro, it's not the worst movie ever. And, and he's talking about it as if like, oh, it was like dog shit, you know, Justice League movie level. Like it was that bad. I'm like, calm down, calm down. All right, calm down. It. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near. If you don't want to, if you don't like to stay for three hours and watch the artistry and try to understand that story behind it and what's going on and whatnot, and you got lost, and I okay, fine. My friend, fine. Say I got lost, but don't just stalk shit and say like, oh, it's so bad, and it just shows what kind of uh, womanizing piece of shit Oppenheimer is. Oh, we talk about his affairs and and uh, how he he's very narcissistic and this and that and it, it could be true it could be true but at the same time it's like okay, like you're only saying the super super uh, super uh can say the superficial level of it you're not going like the technical level like he was just ranting around i feel like like his taste was just 
wrong. But again, that's his takes. And a lot of people are saying the same shit how Oppenheimer was bad. I was like, like, all right, guys, then you just don't understand movies. Then you, that's the problem. You don't understand movies at that point because like, again, everybody's tied up to their opinions, but I, I do critique the consumer's perspective and the technical perspective because I am one of both, all right? So when I see things and I see like, okay, I like this and this and that as a technical point, it was kind of weird and this and that. Just like in the like last uh, last week's episode, what I cri criticize about the Ninja Turtles movie, like I criticize everything. Like put my feedback out. I still give it a seven out of ten. It's still a good movie because I gave it out of name, out, out of name. But I went down with the technical part and I say this is why. I don't just spew out because I say it's dog shit and that and without watching it or it's dog shit because it's just that that that. No, I actually go behind. What really went down? What are my thoughts behind and why I feel it's like that? So when people talk out of their asses like that, I feel they just don't understand or appreciate it. They can separate the technicality with the with the consumer view weird shit out of it, and they just put it out all under one word. This is fine. That's their own pergada. But I feel like that's just that's just bad reviewing overall. Let's move on before we end this up. Um, Ahsoka. Yes, this week Ahsoka got released. It's two premiere episodes. I think it was it's gonna be six episodes. So the first two episodes, how I how I'm seeing it, I'm enjoying it. I'm it's a new it's a new perspective. People are comparing the scenes, certain scenes with the Star Wars Rebels. Others are saying like, oh, it's so it's Star Wars Rebels 2.0 or something like that. Okay, sure. Well, I mean, there's a reason why it's called Star Wars Ahsoka. We're hearing her story and what she's trying to accomplish, you know? Uh, rest in peace to Ray Stevenson, man. I mean, the guy is phenomenal at, on the show, man. He's doing a, he, he was doing a great job out of it. Um, What are my thoughts out of it? The review to that two episode. I love it because I feel like it has a good review. It has a good, a good balance of action and has a good balance of narrative. Now, I do say they too tend to talk a little bit. But then again, I, I'm trying to understand what's going on. So the narrative part, they're, they're going straight to the point and then going straight to the uh, plots. And then when the action scene comes, the action scenes are on point. I'm loving it, you know. And I like it that there's a lot of risk factors behind it. it like any given time, anybody can die in, the, in this. So, so far, it's only two episodes. So far, it's only two episodes. But I enjoyed both of those episodes. And it didn't feel long at all. It didn't. It felt like right amount. 40, 30. All right, cool. It was good. I give, I give it, so far, it's uh, 8 out of 10. 8 and a half. And 8 and a half out of 10. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I, I could give that a 10, 10. But then I'll be talking. I'll be bullshitting myself. There's just little fins here, there. But again, it's the first two episodes. We need to watch the entire thing to see how it goes, you know? So far, the writing, the storyline, I'm not confused. I'm not lost. I know what's going on. I know what what's the like the goal to, to this. So I know what's going to be the goal for the show. And I know what are we trying to build out of it. Yeah. No, a phenomenon. And the action scenes are exactly what we need. We can't expect like every, every action scene is always going to be, you know, lightsabers and whatnot. These, they do, but it balances off. It balances. So I'm liking it. Last thing that we're going to talk about before we wrap this up. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but PlayStation just released the, the new platform, PlayStation Portable. Psych. Psych. It's, it's not. It's basically the new, the new PSP. It's going to... 
holy shit, it is the new PSP. Well, it's, now it's going to be called PlayStation Portal. Not portable, portal. As you can see in the small screen, I'm showing you guys for and for my listeners and my viewers, just bear with me. So basically, it's basically like a like a small LED screen with the controller of the of the PlayStation Five. I mean, looking at it, it looks phenomenal. It looks it looks great and everything and whatnot. Like it's something that you know you want to do, but there's just so many things that like I'm against it. I mean, the price. I mean, one of the things that I'm against it is the pricing. Pricing $200. Oh, but it's not bad. It's like, hold on. Just <laughs> hold on. Here's the thing about this, about this, bro. Um, it's a streaming PSP. Nani? Yeah, guys, it's a streaming PSP. Bruh. What am I talking about? Um, guys, you can't download any movie. I mean, you can't download any games and download it onto this because it you can. It it, it can only work streaming-wise. So basically, it doesn't have any compact disc for you to work on. So it doesn't have like a little cartridge or anything to you put in. It only allows you to play the, the, the portal when you're on connected on Wi-Fi. So you have to be on Wi-Fi. So even if you had games and it's already downloaded, you can't play them. It has to be on Wi-Fi connected. That sucks overall because the Switch allows me to play anywhere I want without requiring the Wi-Fi. And even games that I've downloaded and purchased, I can still play them without the Wi-Fi. Here, it doesn't do that. Bluetooth is not enabled. So you cannot put any sort of headphones other than the PlayStation headphones that is designed for that PlayStation portal. Yes, guys. So yeah, nice little $200 console, little small little console, but you have to purchase on top of that exclusive PlayStation headphones for you to use that game for you to use the freaking portal you need to have a, an exclusive exclusive headphones <laughs> that's crazy you serious so forgive me if i'm like oh it's oh it's only two hundred dollars it's like no guys it's not only two hundred dollars it's two hundred dollars Plus all the accessories. And you can't play them anywhere you go. No, it, you can only play them when you're on Wi-Fi, which sucks because the whole point of having a, a PlayStation Portable or PlayStation Portal, it's so you can fucking play anywhere you want. But you're but you're taking that away from me. No, it has to be streaming because it's designed to be streaming. What? How do you design a console and make it only to be streamable? Like you're telling me I cannot play Final Fantasy. I was even saying like, man, I cannot wait to play Final Fantasy 16 to finish up the, the game while I'm at work or while I'm I'm not doing anything, while I'm traveling. I could just like stay in there for hours and just finish the game on my own. No, you can't even do that. It has to be streamable. So to be streamable, what is it that you need? Wi-Fi. So what's the whole point of that? I might as well continue playing it on the, on the PlayStation. Gotcha, bitch. The only logical thing that I see like this is valid Let's say that you you have a family and you want to spend time with your family and everybody wants to watch TV, but I want to watch, uh, I want to play a video game because I work my whole whole life, you know, my whole day. I just want to watch, okay. But it's like, it's, but it's family time. You need to be with your family and kids. It's like, okay, cool. I, I don't, okay. Let the kids watch whatever they want while I'll play my game. That's the only logical time I see it happening. That's the only time I'll even purchase it. When I have a family, Oh, the kids want to see a, a show, but I want to play a video game. All right, let the kids watch their show. 
I'll just go right here and play my little video game from, from, from here. That's the only time I can see it ever me doing it or ever me purchasing it or the only time I can see it. But other than just, I don't know. I feel like the, I, what I think about the portal so far, five out of 10. You can't download games. It has to be streamable. You have to count, connect to Wi-Fi. You cannot have any headphones other than PlayStation Home alone headphones, which they're becoming Apple at that point. I don't know, guys. It's just I I was thrilled. And then now this just like. Pow. So I don't know. In a few years, I'll get it just so that way I can have it and play my games while my kids are watching it. We're not having any. But in a few years, I know I will. And it's going to be a thing that the kids want to watch something. And I just want to you know play my game. That's the only that's the only time I see it happen. So we're just going to wrap this up, guys. Uh, let me know in the comments down below what you guys think about today's episode and what are your thoughts. I mean, just let me know, and I'm more than happy to comment back, and I'm enjoying it. Shout out to Michael, Ruben, and Chris, and Manu, for all these guys, you know, for and Mike, and to continue continue supporting my podcast and continue commenting and going back and forth with me, guys. Thank you guys very much for it, and always, you know, looking at my show. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, guys. Thank you for listening, and remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the low wolf podcast, or youtube.com slash at lone wolf pod check all my latest episodes the lone wolf podcast and wolf bat podcast um you can also check the audio versions on soundcloud spotify iHeartRadio, and apple Podcasts. and of course guys let me know in the comments that below. share your experiences if you got a specific topic that you want me to cover please let me know in the comments down below i'm gonna do my best to cover it on the next episode so guys thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you guys in the next one all right peace